0: Hello, and welcome to the Artificial Podcast with your host Nick Myers. Artificial intelligence, Intelligence. voice recognition, machine learning, robotic, actionable analytics. It is Nick's goal to help everyone understand the impact that emerging technologies are having on our lives both personally and within our organizations. Your glimpse into the growing world of emerging
1: technology starts now. Nick Nick Myers. Nick Myers. Nick Myers. Nick Myers. What's up?
0: To kick off this week's episode, I have a very important question to ask you.
1: Oh, yeah? What's that?
0: What is your favorite <clears throat> science fiction movie and why?
1: My favorite science fiction movie? Interstellar. Because I love time travel and just that basic concept. Interstellar? Yeah.
0: I've why? never even seen that.
1: You've never seen it?
0: No. Who's in that?
1: You've never seen Interstellar? No. Oh my god! I know what movie we're watching when I have to come over tomorrow.
0: What? What? I've I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. Who's it's in got, it? It's
1: got uh, not Matt Damon. I'm thinking of The Martian or something. Uh, Wait, which, is Tom Cruise? It, Matthew in that? McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Isn't that movie Interstellar? Tom
0: Cruise isn't in that one.
1: I don't believe so. No, he's not. Interstellar is where they have to find a, a habitable planet because earth is drying up basically so they set a team of astronauts out into space and they look for a planet that people can travel to and they're they're kind of like the pioneers and it's just their adventure of going from planet to planet trying to find up one that's they can live on and it doesn't go too well surprise surprise
0: well that's every sci-fi movie for the most part but i did not expect you to say interstellar i totally expected you to say star wars or something like that i guess
1: star wars yeah. is star wars is fun to watch but interstellar is more of like this could
0: actually happen it,
1: well which who who knows the, who knows there's ufos and stuff that the government just came out with so who knows what's possible these days yeah, so they didn't really just...
0: reveal anything with that though nothing that we didn't already know but yeah the reason i asked that is because this week we are going to be talking about how Hollywood has a tendency to very much try and predict the future, specifically our world and different technologies. And I really like to dive into some of the more well-known movies and discuss if they got it right or got it wrong. So it's interesting that you say Interstellar, because apparently if the world ever dries up, maybe we'll try and find different options out in space. Maybe that's why Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos keep, Trying to go to space.
1: I I have that movie by the way, Interstellar. See, on, my Apple, on my Apple TV.
0: Every time Brett hears, I should let, let let me let me backtrack. Every time Brett mentions a movie that I say I have not saw, have not saw that I say I have not seen. Yeah. His first thought is, "Oh, I have to force Nick to watch that."
1: He's going to watch it. The other just, one was, remember the other one was Ma- The Matrix?
0: Just like The Matrix, yeah. and then just like Resident Evil, which... Well, yeah,
1: you, you haven't even watched Resident Evil. No,
0: and I, I don't intend to.
1: Yeah, oh, fair enough. Even though I have all of them.
0: I know you have all of them, but they just God. don't look appealing to me. Also, do the Resident Evil movies have anything to do with the video games? or two? No. Totally. Okay, that's what I figured.
1: I mean, I think there's there's some similarities, but like character-wise, no.
0: Even more of a reason not to watch them. Anyhow. (laughs) Whatever. We're going to be talking about Hollywood's knack for predicting the future. Specifically, different movies that I I think did a really good job at trying to predict the near future and the technology that exists within that future. And whether they got it right or got it wrong. Which I think is super cool. And I'm excited to talk about it. But I don't know about you, Brett. I don't really care. Anyhow. (laughs)
1: And you could literally just have a podcast by yourself.
0: Oh, I, I very much could. In fact, I think I did that long ago.
1: You did. You used to just do podcasts by yourself. Well, and I could just. Talk it was like it was like the first myself. three or it was like the first two or three. You just talked by yourself.
0: And I did you know, it for like a whole thirty minutes.
1: Uh, Bill Burr does that. He just talks by himself.
0: Yeah. Well, when you love yourself enough, I suppose. Just kidding, just kidding. Anyhow, one thing. I've definitely noticed as we're talking about how Hollywood has predicted the future and or tries to predict the future is they seem to have a knack for it cinema and television do especially when it comes to technology and this is something I've always thought about I don't know about you Brett but the dream that an author because a lot of these sci-fi movies are based on books of course but the dream that the author or the director have, you know, they dream the possibilities and yeah. then because they dream the possibilities, entrepreneurs then create the reality. Yeah. And there's a lot of entrepreneurs who said that they based a lot of their ideas and inventions and pieces of technology that we have today on old cinema and television. So as they should, you have the dreamer who thinks, oh, maybe this could be possible. And then you have the entrepreneur mm-hmm. that actually creates the reality, which I've always thought was interesting. At least that's what I've noticed.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Well, there, there always has to be an idea, right? There always has to be, a, uh, is this possible? Well, and, and then you make it possible.
0: In cinema and television, anything goes. You can come up with any idea and be like, you know, well, I think we're eventually going to have these Bluetooth headsets to communicate with people on the spaceship with. Well, look, back in right, the sixties, that like right probably now. seemed impossible, but now Bluetooth headsets are actually real and commonplace.
1: Well, look at um, talking to people through a screen. That was like, that was like in the freaking forties. They were doing that, talking to people through a screen, on um, old, old, old movies. Yeah, and so now actually it's actually
0: reality. We'll reference here that
1: one of the one of the summer. oldest movies I've ever seen. Like it was the late eighteen hundreds or early nineteen hundreds, where they traveled to the moon in a bullet. And that became a reality in the 1960s.
0: That had to have probably been in.
1: They shot themselves early, out of a cannon. 20th century movie. So they put themselves into like a bullet, a makeshift bullet, and shot out from a cannon to the moon, and they're on the moon dancing in like so a silent f- film. But
0: that's my point. Like, yeah, you have the director who dreams it, and then you have science and entrepreneurs who make it a reality. Yep, I've always thought so. that was pretty interesting, but. To some of the points you just made, you know, think about it. In the 1930s, who'd have ever thought that there would be a radio in every home? And then in the 1940s, everybody had a radio. And then, of course, 50s, which is so which
1: on. is nuts. How people used to just listen to the radio like we watch TV. Right, but my then, grandma used to do that.
0: In the 1950s, who would have ever thought that there would be a television set in every home? And then in the 60s and 70s, everybody had a television. Just but like in back 19-
1: to like remembering Back to the Future when the guys like. Who has two TVs in their houses? What do we read? Right, like...
0: <laughs> right. But the same can be said in the 1970s. Who would have ever thought that there would be a personal computer in every home? And then in the 80s and early 90s, everybody had a PC. And in the 90s, who would have ever thought that the power of a personal computer and the internet would be in the palm of your hand, in the form right. of this magical right device? Right. When
1: just 70 years ago, it was the the computer was as big as a room. And right. now it fits right in your pocket.
0: And then, in the 2000s, early 2000s, who would have ever thought you could rent an almost unlimited amount of computing power at a very cheap cost using the internet? And then, aside from that, just, you know, social media, virtual reality, augmented reality, voice assistants that actually worked, and etc. And the interesting thing is, a lot of these technologies were portrayed in cinema, and very early television before they actually became a reality yeah so that's 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 why i want to talk about this because i i just think as crazy as some of these sci-fi movies are that hollywood comes up with even tv shows to more of an extent these days they tend to always kind of predict what's coming in an odd way and i think that's because of the dreaming the unlimited dreaming that a director or likewise an author that a of a book that a movie is based on can get into so anyhow i just wanted to preface this discussion with that but what did hollywood get right and what did they not get right let's dive in to i think some movies that really display that yeah what's the first one we have movies and tv shows i should say even though i think there's only one tv show i included in our list well the first one is one that you and i of course are very familiar with and that is back to the future 2 which came out in 1989 directed by Robert Zemeckis. Of course, you know Robert Zemeckis who directed The Polar Express and a handful of other movies. Very well-known director. But, of course, we know in Back to the Future 2, if you've seen the movie, Marty McFly arrived in the future on October 21st, 2015. And, in fact, I think when October 21st, 2015 happened, there was all these articles that came out about what did... Back to the Future Two actually get right about two thousand and fifteen. Well, what's funny, of course, we are now six years past this at the date of this recording, and a lot of what Back to the Future Two predicted didn't actually come true.
1: No, it didn't. There's <laughs> Some not of a, it did. there's not a Jaws twenty one or whatever it was right. in the movie.
0: <laughs> Some of it came true, but most of it did not, surprise, surprise.
1: The Cubbies won
0: that yes they did i don't think that was maybe was that in that book that they had
1: yeah he, remember the guy was like i want to go back and put some money in the cubbies because <laughs> they won
0: oh okay yeah i guess they got that right but i'm talking more from the tech side right so like i know there were a couple of scenes in that part of the movie where they had like robots walking dogs and there was automation Well. Of course, we don't have robots walking dogs right now, but we do have a lot more automation, right? We have iRobot Roombas, we have uh, robots that dance, we have we have a lot of automated things. I'll tell you at what, at we gro- don't
1: have we don't have the gro- flying cars,
0: right? That was what I was going to bring up, but oh, okay. we have like <laughs> robot in the grocery store. I know they have it at Woodman's local yeah. grocery store here for those who don't know, and it travels the aisles, and I think scans to see the inventory it's weird i say hi to it every time i walk by it i've anthropomorphized it into a he so i say hey buddy every time i walk by him as he's scanning the the items on the shelf.
1: (laughs) one thing they didn't have in that movie was the internet we still had fax machines right but um there were the they had one big tv that was split into like 10 different tvs on the one big tv which is yes they
0: did talk about flat screens which of course now i don't there's not a tv in existence that isn't a flat screen tv yep
1: they had a projector of a window and the window like had different views that you could project
0: which we honestly could probably do that now
1: yeah but what's the point what's the practicality of it like who cares
0: uh they did have biometrics like i remember in the movie they had eye and fingerprint scanners for identification we definitely have that now probably had that back in the 80s too to be quite honest
1: um, they had food uh, dehydration, so like they had dehydrated pizza where you could like hydrate it and it'd be a actual size pizza after you hydrate it for two seconds. Uh,
0: which I always thought was pretty cool. We don't have that yet, of course. We still have all these frozen meals, but
1: we have hydrated potatoes. You know, like dehydrated potatoes. I can put some water and mix it up. Actually, in the I should microwave. say that
0: because people who go to space get dehydrated food.
1: Yeah, it's just once again, what's the pract- what's the point of it? There's no point. Right. Just buy the damn pizza and cook Wait. it.
0: We don't have self-drying clothes yet. Remember when he got out of the water after he fell off the hoverboard and his jacket self-dried?
1: Yep, and then the shoes tying themselves.
0: Yeah, don't have that yet. They did, uh, I remember when it was either Marty or his girlfriend went to the house that the parents were at and everything, and the future version of Marty McFly was sitting there wearing... Or his son. That's right, it was his son because they were in the future. Marty's son was sitting at the kitchen table wearing, like, that visor headset.
1: Oh, yeah, and then the fruit came down.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of we have that, right? Like, Google Glass has already come Uh out. Sure, it didn't work out, but Google Glass already came out. And then, VR headsets. VR headsets. Yep. And I'm sure, as there has been discussion, Apple is working on some type of AR headset. So that kind of predicted stuff to come. But, yeah, I, I think for the most part... Uh, oh, yeah, we were going to talk about flying cars. Yeah, that did not happen.
1: <laughs> and I don't think it ever should. No. <laughs> when, 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 I, when I was a kid, I'm like, man, I, it'd be so cool to have flying cars. Yeah, I sounded like that as a kid. What are you going to do about it? Um, And then I got older, and I saw people, how they drive with regular cars. And I'm like, well, no wonder we don't have flying cars. Can like, you, you imagine? Can you imagine the amount of death we would have in this country? Or just in the world?
0: I mean... I don't even think about the amount of death. I think about how hard it would be to regulate all that. I mean, look at how hard it is to regulate air traffic. Yeah, and and and, and monitor air traffic. Let alone Correct. every common person having a car. Yeah, that can fly.
1: Yeah, we we that's just
0: asking for it.
1: There'd be people dive bombing their cars. Yeah, there'd be like people on,
0: doing awful stuff with them.
1: People would people people would forget about getting gas, and they'd run out of gas in midair and crash into the ground. Like and, and there'd be a contra- contra- <laughs> catastrophe on the news that night. We've had five cars that forgot to put gas in their system and they crash into the ground a day, more on more at eleven. You know, yeah, like <laughs> but maybe
0: those cars will run on a proprietary nuclear reactor.
1: Yeah, as they just malfunction and blow up in midair.
0: Oh, man.
1: So how about we just don't do that?
0: Needless to say, flying cars, probably a good thing. They haven't happened yet, and hopefully they never will. Yeah. I know in one of the earlier episodes of this year, we talked about some of the most interesting tech from CES. I think there was this hover mini helicopter thing that could go from building to building. But, I mean, let's just keep it at that. Yeah. No individual flying cars. So, yeah. I thought uh, *Back to the Future* too was interesting, just because it was only a couple decades beyond the actual movie that they were trying to predict. And again, they got some stuff right. Yeah, not a whole lot. But... I
1: think um, I think uh, we have to look past flying cars, like for travel. I think the next next best thing that could maybe, well, maybe it's not even possible, but like a teleporter, like you could just teleport to some place. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Well, Trans- Elon Musk matter. is
0: uh, trying to. Transform transportation with his underground tunnels with his boring company. So we'll see.
1: His boring is that what's called boring?
0: Yeah, because he's boring holes underground for <laughs> underground loops.
1: That's why. Okay. That's, yeah. Nice that's plan words there, Elon. Company. Yeah. Nice plan words.
0: All right. What's the next one? 2001: A Space Odyssey. One of you my always bring
1: you movies. always bring this one up. I've never. seen it
0: such a good movie? Okay,
1: so this is one I've never seen.
0: Oh. Oh, I've never I actually, seen Space Odyssey. I think it may be on HBO Max right now. Is it, it is
1: this is, the one is this the one where the it. robot goes nuts? Yes. Okay.
0: It's it's such a good movie because well for one it was directed by Stanley Kubrick, so that's all you need to know. He did uh what you know, he did um The Shining, the first the the first Shining. Oh he yeah. He did A Clockwork Orange, which he really liked. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. And I wish I should know more of the different movies that he did. Did he do? Uh... Oh yeah, Kubrick also did. Um... What was the movie with? I mean, they're in the jungle with. Oh god, I watched it in my film class in college.
1: They're in the jungle. Like, what do you mean? Like, oh, is it an old movie? Yes, yeah, in the jungle from the sixties. Oh, Predator. No. No, that's later. That was probably the eighties, wasn't it? Sixties uh, in the jungle. Not sure, Nick. It'll come to me. Anyhow, <laughs> I'm not sure of all the movies in the jungle in the 60s. Anyhow,
0: he directed it. It had a very well-known um, actor at the time. It was based off of a book that I read in high school. But anyhow, Stanley Kubrick's sister. Not what? The
1: Fly. Not The Fly. Uh, no. Lord of the Flies. Jungle. 60s.
0: No, it'll come to me.
1: Usain Jungle just threw me off a little bit. Well, Think of all these it's... jungle movies now.
0: Anyhow. Needless to say, Stanley Kubrick is an incredible director. And as I often mentioned in the talks that I gave, and I would reference this movie, this movie has actually been inducted into the Library of Congress as part of our historical film record because it's that good. Wow. And it was filmed in the late 60s, nonetheless. So, a truly innovative and visionary sci-fi film. What were some of the things that Kubrick tried to predict in this film? Well, first and foremost, the Hell 9000, which was the artificial intelligence computer system in the ship now do we have that yet of course not but we do have voice assistants that sound incredibly lifelike so i think he got it right there do we have voice assistants powering everything yet or something like a spaceship no but i think the hell 9000 did a bit of justice there We also don't have an artificial general intelligence, kind of like what the hell 9000 was. Yeah. One thing they also showed off in 2001, A Space Odyssey, was video chat. Like They would be communicating with people back on Earth. That one they got right, because Skype has been around for about 15 years. And of course, after Skype, we've had FaceTime and Zoom and all these different video chat options. Yeah. So that they got right. And then tablet computer, because I remember walking... I remember them walking around with tablet computers in the movie. And of course we've had tablet computers for a long time, but they really became popular in the late two thousands with the iPad and everyone owns one now for the most part. So I thought Kubrick did the future, a solid amount of justice because a lot of what he showed in the late sixties actually did come to pass except for the ultra intelligent, artificial intelligence out to kill us. Which may still happen.
1: Yeah, hopefully. Be really <laughs> even cool so, me.
0: even so, though, Brett, this is this is one of those movies that you really should set aside some time, and
1: I'll watch. have to. Yeah, I'll it's, have to.
0: God, it is eating away at me. The name of that movie—I have to look that up.
1: The Lagoon.
0: No. <laughs> I I, oh my god, and I'm. Uh, No, it wasn't Full Metal Jacket. Oh, no. I'm actually, okay. I'm actually thinking of the wrong movie. Francis Ford Coppola did the movie I'm thinking of. So never mind. Still, though, I want to. Wait, what was it? Francis Ford Coppola did the movie I'm thinking of, not Kubrick. Kubrick did Full Metal Jacket.
1: But what's the movie? I I, I... I thought you found the movie. I thought they found the name of it.
0: I'm trying to figure out what the hell was it. The thing is, it doesn't even apply to what we're talking about.
1: Right? Just keep going.
0: Oh, yes. Apocalypse Now.
1: Oh, I've seen that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Apocalypse Now is what I was thinking of. Not directed by Kubrick, so I was wrong. But Kubrick also did Full Metal Jacket. Also a very good movie. Anyhow. Moving on. Star Trek. Although this wasn't necessarily a movie when it first came out. It was a TV show. Of course, one of the most popular I, TV I shows. Seen the,
1: I haven't seen the TV show, and I haven't seen a movie.
0: No, never really got into it, but a lot of our current day technology, at least the inventors of it, actually point back to early Star Trek as a big influence.
1: Yeah, like in the door—the doors open up by themselves. Oh, like, so many! Different they pulled them. They pull. They they're pulling the doors with strings, weren't they? Yeah.
0: The the and way they jerry rigged have... it to look like yeah. futuristic was really neat. But yeah, yeah, to say that a lot of today's technologies were originally envisioned by Star Trek, I think would be a gross understatement. Like, Mm -hmm. one of the technologies that I've seen from, you know, screenshots of the show and different things, Pocket Communicator, right? And it had like a flip-up grid antenna. Well, it's funny, because that Pocket Communicator, I read, that they designed specifically for use in the show, actually inspired Motorola engineer Martin Cooper to design the world's first mobile phone in 1973, Well, that's cool. So their little pocket communicator thing with the antenna influenced the invention of the mobile phone. That's cool. Like I said, that's a really good example, though, of... Entrepreneur. Hollywood. The director dreaming something and the creator and the writer dreaming something, and then the entrepreneur turns it into something real. Yep. Other things that they had in the show, like Bluetooth headsets, right, where they all Mm -hmm. had little headsets sitting in the starship and could talk to one another. Of course, those are commonplace now. Yep. They would always talk to the computer. And I think that's very representative in voice assistants and conversational AI these days. And there's a lot of people in the voice tech industry who reference the novelty of watching Star Trek. I, I'm not a Trekkie, so I'm going to bomb this whole thing, but watching people on the Star Trek ship interact with computer being an influence in them getting into voice technology. Yeah. Was Let's so
1: not say any more about the show because we're going to have enemies. And
0: this is the thing. People are really passionate about this show, that yeah. I know like barely anything about this. Yeah, show. I know William At, Shatner was in it.
1: I don't know the ship name. It's like the Millennium Falcon or something. I'm not sure, but we'll just keep moving. Well, on. I
0: think actually William Shatner. <laughs> William Shatner was in the original one, and then I think Patrick Stewart was in later versions. I'm just Stewart kidding, They also had like flat screen TVs everywhere in the ship. Is William
1: Shatner still alive? Yeah, he's is that like, guy. His, like freaking ninety.
0: He's like in his early nineties. Yeah.
1: Jesus. Good
0: lord. Haven't seen him on the Priceline commercials, though, in a couple years. Remember he was the Priceline negotiator? No. Okay. Well, as I was saying, they also had flat-screen TVs all over the ship. And, of course, flat-screen TVs are everywhere. They had universal translators so they could communicate with different alien races. And, of course, we actually have universal translators now because all you have to do is talk to the Google Translate app, and it can translate any language in real time
1: universal translator because we're the only language you know in the universe
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean yeah you know what i mean yep they also had i think the very early version of 3d printers because in star trek food was replicated at their command in the 3d printer looking box now we do have 3d printers they can't create food but they can create everything else
1: 3d printers are so cool
0: they are like you can make anything. Did you hear about
1: the, did you hear about the astronaut that needed a certain size wrench up in space? And they 3d 3D printed the blueprints up to his 3d printer and they, he printed out the wrench they needed in space.
0: That's really cool.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: That's really neat. So cool. Well, I mean, they're getting more, they're, they're getting more cost effective to use and the materials to actually 3d print stuff is getting cheaper, but yeah, you can 3d print anything and I wouldn't be shocked if at some point everybody has a 3D printer in their home and we buy something and it just is 3D printed. in our Yeah. Home. Which would be, Oh my gosh, that that's a trillion dollar idea. Right. At my,
1: there. my, at my previous job, we had two 3D printers, like big, tall, like fridge looking things where you could just 3D print whatever you wanted for parts. So cool. Yeah.
0: I would love to, I would love to actually play with one one time. Cause have never really gotten to use <clears>
1: one. I remember when I was uh, helping the engineers out and stuff, we'd have to look at the inventory and some of it didn't exist. I'm like, why doesn't this exist in our inventory? When I, This is when I first started. And he's like, well, because we just 3D print that stuff. So it doesn't exist yet. So when we need it, we'll just have the printer make it. It's like, That's oh, cool. okay. <laughs>
0: That's very cool. Well, and on top of all that, there's the maybe someday stuff that they had in Star Trek, like warp drives. Like, how cool would it be to hop into a spaceship and warp across to the other side of the solar system? Yeah, right. Or a different galaxy.
1: Yeah, who knows? Maybe.
0: There's Teleportation. War. I hate driving. I'm also not the biggest fan of flying. If I could just Dude, step into a machine that transports me somewhere, hopefully yeah, without losing any part of my body in the process, that would it's be like, incredible.
1: Nick, our meeting in Japan's in ten minutes. We need to go now and we just teleport. Just
0: hop into the teleporter. Boop. Yep. Yep. And tractor beams. How useful would tractor beams be?
1: Tractor beams?
0: Yes. Or as Doctor mm. Evil said in Austin awesome Powers and Gold member. Tractor beam,
1: <laughs> laser beam. <laughs> um, tractor beams would be pretty cool, yeah. Well, and, I think teleporting be cooler, though.
0: They're commonplace in most sci fi movies. Everybody has a tractor beam, anyhow. So that's Star Trek influenced a lot. Uh, next one, Terminator, of course, 1984. That came out. You and I recently watched that almost a year ago now.
1: Hell if I know,
0: I think it was. Could but be two years for all I know. James Cameron was the director of the Terminator. We all know James Cameron, right?
1: James Cameron. The best movies
0: ever. And the Terminator tried to predict a lot. You know, <laughs> Skynet, the artificial intelligence that became software and destroyed the whole planet and all this stuff. Well, one thing that they did get right is, do you remember in the first Terminator where uh, she had the visions of the future. She was able to glimpse the future where the Terminator came from. And the AI had like these military style Hunter killer drones flying around. Yeah. Well, those, we have that. We have that. Yeah. Yeah. We
1: go overseas and kill people with that stuff. Yes. Great. Wow.
0: We do have unmanned drones used by the military today, otherwise known as UAVs. Yeah. And what's interesting of course, is those, hunter-killer drones in the Terminator were powered by the AI, right? Well, our own U.S. military, everybody, is currently experimenting with AI-powered UAVs that are capable of making their own firing decisions. Isn't that lovely?
1: Oh, that's... Dude, that's just, like, asking for it. What if, like, uh, it decides it wants to kill us?
0: Right. (laughs) And I think that's... What James How about we don't was, do that? That's what no. James Cameron was trying to paint in yeah. that scene was... The machines take over. When AI and the machines take over, they have hunter-killer drones that shoot you on sight. And are,
1: and you know what they'll say? Don't worry, we put a fail-safe button in. Yeah, well, that's what they always uh-huh. do. They put a fail-safe button in that fails. But
0: I will say this. There is still no sentient robots or AI out to kill humanity Yet.
1: yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Soon enough, we'll will be happen. batteries. Soon enough, we'll be batteries for the Matrix.
0: I was gonna say, Brett, you are just super convinced that we're all gonna wind up.
1: Like we're in, the we're dude. We're in the fiftieth layer of the Matrix right now.
0: Brett, shut up.
1: What the hell, man? UFOs just we're clarified as real. So who knows what's real?
0: Okay, so that report that just came out. I don't care. The government what you're never actually said. That the UFOs were alien. They confirmed that they existed.
1: Did I say that? Did I say anything about aliens? No. Oh, okay. I'm just saying there's stuff out there that they have no idea what it is, where, where it came from, what country. It's just floating spacecraft, or not spacecraft, but just floating craft that dive bombs into the ocean. And they have no idea what it is. No idea what it is. I'm not crazy. This is the CIA saying this. So you can go I call them crazy. That.
0: I understand that. But you know what? There's so actually if been a... that's
1: possible and we just learned about that and we're like, oh, that's actually real. Then why can't we be in the 50th layer of the matrix, Man, Nick?
0: There's actually been a couple of theoretical physicists. 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 Yeah. I cannot say that word. A couple of Physicist? theoretical physicists. Physicist. That have. Come out recently saying that there is a solid chance that we are actually in a, in a simulation.
1: Yeah. But if we are, then just let me be willfully, will, willfully, willfully, I can't say that word willfully ignorant to me being in the simulation because I'm enjoying myself. So just let me die of old age.
0: Well, they think it it could be a, a rabbit hole cycle, right? Where with every simulation, it gets to the point where the humans or whatever is in the simulation creates the simulation yeah. and it's just a spiraling of different yeah, it's an inception
1: of simulations. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and we're in the 50th one right now.
0: You know, I still think about that scene from Men in Black where remember at the end where they had the marbles of the different galaxies and the aliens were remember the whole first Men in Black was about yeah. that marble or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. then it was revealed at the end that it was just the universe marbles that <laughs> aliens used to play a game with.
1: Oh yeah, and so, it had the whole
0: galaxy inside. I've
1: I've also said that before too. Like this could just be we could be in a petri dish and we're just in a science experiment, right? And we're just some molecule in a petri dish. That has a little bit too much bacteria, hence right. you know right. we're the bacteria. So, well, I
0: don't know how we got there from uh, Terminator, but good I week. don't really care. Good. I like talking good about stuff. <laughs> Next one. We are actually just talking about yesterday. The cable Guy from 1996. I think one of Jim Carrey's best movies. What?
1: Is The Cable Guy in the future?
0: Well, no, but what Jim Carrey <laughs> talks about in a oh, scene... Oh, he talks about, okay. and The Cable Guy accurately predicted our current <laughs> world today.
1: Ben Stiller directed that?
0: Yes, Ben Stiller No did. way! Don't you remember from the movie that, like, one of the running themes of the whole movie was remember
1: i told you i haven't seen that in 15 years the murder trial
0: the stan and stan and whatever it was the murder trial where like the one of the brothers of this famous ben stiller was playing like the these two brothers who were hollywood Mm -hmm. actors and then the running theme throughout the movie was the one one brother killed the other and it was this murder trial that was going on the whole time you said the movie stan and sam sweet Yeah, I think it's on HBO right now. I'll have to watch it again. Yeah, Ben Stiller directed that back in 96. Anyhow, there is a scene in The Cable Guy where Jim Carrey gets on top of a satellite dish.
1: Yep, yep.
0: And gives this whole speech on the information superhighway. And it's odd because you wouldn't expect a movie like this to accurately predict the future and future technology. Yeah. But Jim Carrey nailed it. Which is why I think in order to do it justice, we're just gonna watch what what he says. I, think I feel like Jim uh... Carrey's
1: like that in real life. You ever hear him like his woke rants that he has? Oh yeah.
0: He's uh I think he's uh he's so next level because of course he's just so crazy when he acts that he's,
1: he's so next level that he sounds nuts. Right. That's how smart he is. It's like one of those smart guys that sounds crazy.
0: And I think that's why maybe acting for him was an outlet to get the crazy. But like, but that's that's the brand. thing, Nick.
1: That's the thing. Like, crazy people, like smart people, sound crazy to average or dumb people. Right. Which makes us average. But
0: but here's here's the scene from the cable guy where he talks about the information superhighway. See see how accurate this is. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah.
1: The future is now. Soon, every American home will integrate their television, phone, and computer. You'll be able to visit the Louvre on one channel or watch female mud wrestling on another. You can do your shopping at home or play Mortal Kombat with a friend in Vietnam. There's no end to the possibility.
0: And that, yep. my dear audience, was an accurate prediction of our current world. Yep, you get <laughs> that Back right. in 1996 by none other yeah. than Jim Carrey.
1: You got that right. Because I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if he made that up himself.
0: Honestly, I think a lot of that movie was improv. So
1: I think a lot of his movies are like uh, Ace Ventura.
0: <laughs> but he's accurate because our entire world is the information superhighway. Everything is connected to everything.
1: Yep, but it needs to and go away.
0: You can shop from your home and play Mortal Kombat with somebody from Korea.
1: Yeah, I used to play some Destiny with uh, Australians so when I stayed up too late.
0: It's odd that I think out of everything we've talked about so far, the cable guy has nailed it the most, mm-hmm. <laughs> in my opinion. It's also like, just a really funny movie.
1: It's crazy. It's 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 pretty crazy that we can play games with people across the world.
0: Brett, I'm still amazed every single time I get on a Zoom meeting with any of our friends, well, in even Australia, here, even or, yeah, that correct the know. fact that we're doing this digitally.
1: Yeah, you know, even phones are crazy. Like, the just how the hell did we figure this out?
0: Super highway.
1: How did how did humans figure this out? Like,
0: well, you can take, think, like Dar- you can thank DARPA for the internet, and you can thank Sir Tim Berners Lee for the World Wide Web.
1: Like, give yourself immortality, Nick. You have all the rest of your you have the rest of the time in the universe to do this. I want all, every human in the world to be gone except for you and go out into the woods, take everything away. It's just you in the woods. How long is it going to take you to build me a computer that can do Zoom chat?
0: I would be capable.
1: You have all the time in the world.
0: Oh, I have all the time in the world.
1: Yeah, how long do you think it would take you to, to build a computer to communicate with somebody I mean, just given, in the woods?
0: Given the necessary resources... I don't even know if it would be possible in the woods.
1: Well, that's we can leave the woods and go about the world. Oh, but,
0: you know, I don't get the point I, of this he, question. I'm
1: I'm just saying, like the humans have invented the computer chip and all that in the computer, and like we can right. we can communicate like this, right? Yeah, that's nuts. Just how long would it take you? Well, really, the foundation because because the humanity came from nothing, and now we're at this.
0: Right, but really, the foundations for the computer and the microprocessor was our understanding of information and that information is substrate independent. So there's a really good book I read on that. Or no, yeah, that was Life 3.0 where Max Tegmark talks about information being substrate independent. Like it's all, information can be anything you want it to be. So all we did was figure out that one means on, zero means off, yeah. And information can be communicated that way in binary.
1: Yeah, you can create levels on you can create you can start creating levels upon levels. Correct. Um advancing from that first level binary right. level. So really you can think mathematicians language. for figuring language.
0: out information.
1: Because that's that's what we, we do. in our, information. That's what we do in our daily lives. Like, do I want to have another cup of coffee? Is it a one? Yes. A zero means no. <laughs> I guess I want him another right. cup of coffee, you know? So that's just everything in the world is it's one or zero. It's a series on and
0: off switches. It's all the it whole, is.
1: The whole world is binary. So that's why we're in the 50th layer of the matrix.
0: But that's what's fascinating. We figured out that through that system of understanding information and then bringing electricity into the mix and turning those gates on and off Correct. that we could process information a, at an incredible speed.
1: You can create a brain, artificial yes. intelligence. Wow. wow. To come full circle. <laughs>
0: oh, Brett. I feel like sometimes we get into those discussions. I feel like I'm nowhere near knowledgeable enough to comment on it. I just know the basics.
1: I, dude, yeah. I have no idea what I'm talking about sometimes. Yeah, So, just for like, the record,
0: I... anybody listen to this, this is, you know, I get I'm an AI geek and everything, but it took me a while to even understand information it... and how. Understand The understanding of information and how it can be processed and converted into various forms led it, to the rise of computers as we know them today.
1: It um it makes sense in my head. I just have trouble regurgitating <laughs> it for my mouth hole to people to understand. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. That's why you have me. That's why I have you to translate for me? Yeah. <laughs> Great.
0: <laughs> but I will say you speak much better in metaphors. So as long as I can come up with a metaphor for it.
1: Dude, that's all I ever do is just speak it because I don't know. I'm like, how do I explain what's in my head and to people to understand? And so I'm like, I always think of metaphors to come up with.
0: Brett could write a whole book on metaphors and how to use them properly to communicate concepts and ideas. Sure. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> moving on to our next film, Enemy of the State, which came out in 1998. You've never seen Enemy of the State? No. All right, add that to your list too.
1: Wait, didn't you tell me to watch this and I went to go watch it and I turned it off because I was bored. <laughs> Is this Will Smith?
0: Was it? Yeah, Will Smith was in it. Yeah, yeah. How could you get bored with this movie?
1: I don't know. I was probably watching TikToks.
0: Well, it was directed by Tony Scott, whom you probably have never heard of, but the producer was Jerry Bruckheimer, which you probably have oh, heard
1: of. I know him. Yeah, I took a picture of uh, his logo. In fact, I in think real Bruckheimer
0: time. Bruckheimer did all the pirates movies, didn't
1: he? I don't know he produced them i don't know
0: maybe anyhow enemy of the state came out in 1998 and if you haven't seen it i won't ruin the whole plot but very good movie stars will smith uh gene hackman regina king and angelina jolie's father john Voigt. and enemy of the state follows will smith as he attempts to flee from government surveillance after becoming inadvertently involved in an assassination plot government sponsored assassination plot might i add and the whole tagline of the movie, which I thought was pretty clever, is it's not paranoia if they're really after you.
1: <laughs> True, yeah. Which just fear at that point.
0: And essentially any media of the state predicted the big big brother state of government, which I feel like a lot of people use that term but don't even understand where that comes from. Do you know where Big Brother comes from? No. It comes from nineteen eighty four. One of the oh, best books ever written. Yeah. Okay. So Enemy of the State essentially predicted the Big Brother state of government surveillance before it actually happened, as we know it now, post-September 11th, 2001, and the signing of the Patriot Act, which basically gave the government, in the protection of democracy, the ability to spy on its own citizens. (laughs) Which nobody talks about. And we could probably do a whole episode on that. It's not really relevant, but that's a really deep rabbit hole to dive down.
1: Why do you think it, a, why do you think they want to spy on us? Control. Yeah.
0: I mean what what was there's no other there's there's no other reason.
1: I'm try just trying to think, yeah, it's just basically control and to give us yeah <laughs> that's kind of creepy.
0: right. And it's interesting too enemy of the state came out 15 years before edward snowden leaked the classified intelligence on u.s domestic and foreign surveillance tools specifically that x key score tool which of course we now know is an nsa tool that they use that can allow them to spy on anybody in the world
1: that's that's another thing is um edward snowden like what he did was in my like he's a hero man but because what he did was against our government, he is now has to hide in Moscow.
0: Correct for the rest so, of his life.
1: For the rest of his life. So it's like, <laughs> oh, you expose secrets about our government. Well, here you go. But the the secrets that he exposed were like against us, and nobody freaking knows about the guy. Like,
0: yeah, nobody, which I nobody found knows. Interesting. Well, because the media and the government don't want you to know about him.
1: Correct. People are like, well, didn't he, like, do something like bad against, like, treasonous against our government? It's like, yeah, well, that's what the government wants you to think. Correct. God.
0: When in fact, he really just revealed all of... He, he revealed what the powers of the Patriot Act gave the government and how deeply they were truly spying on people. Because yeah. an enemy of the state, the entire time Will Smith is being tracked by the government because John Voigt tried to assassinate somebody. Again, I'm trying not to ruin the movie if you haven't seen it, but... Anyhow, they're showing like how they bug phones. They have satellite yeah. imaging that can follow you down to ground level. Yep. They have uh vehicles that have uh radar, radio frequency things on them that can listen in on conversation. And the thing is, what's fascinating about it is that's all real. Yeah. <laughs> like they this have isn't
1: science fiction at this point. It's they like, have this is shit what we have.
0: that we don't even know about to yeah. spy on people with. And we will never know about it. The only yep. reason we know about, again, the Edward Snowden stuff is because, for some reason, that guy had the cojones ball. enough to go public with it.
1: Yeah, and guess what happens when you have cojones? You now have to hide in Russia for the rest of your life. Right. That's what cojones get you.
0: Truthfully, I wonder if he's ever sat down with Mr. Putin and revealed shit. Uh,
1: hopefully not. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, was, he was pretty
0: deep into... Sat down CIA with John Stewart. And NSA. Not John
1: Stewart. He sat down with John Oliver.
0: I mean, he's the biggest proponent I think I know of against the surveillance state and what all this technology is allowing the government to do. Yeah. I mean, how about yeah. just the fact that it came out, what, within the last week that Trump's Justice Department was able to subpoena Apple, which, of course, Apple always touts around oh, no, 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 no. Your information is safe with us. We don't leak anything. Yeah. And. Trump's Justice Department subpoenaed Apple to get phone records and text message records yeah. of users. Subpoenaed specifically them. Subpoenaed of the opposite them. political party.
1: Subpoenaed them. That's right. like, that's like, hey, America, do you want to be North Korea? Which, that's how you become North Korea.
0: Interesting fact, subpoena power was greatly expanded under the Patriot Act. A lot of our current surveillance, statish type stuff can be traced back to the Patriot Act. Yeah. And again now we're in 2021 nobody remembers nearly half of the stuff that edward snowden leaked but they're still Dude, using
1: it like majority of people didn't know like at the time what 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 he who he even was
0: majority of people snowden. don't even know what fisa courts are
1: fisa courts like i'm talking about like um there, for example i'm thinking of the one person that said who's edward snowden the interviewer asked him and the random person in the street was like, isn't he some Russian guy that tried to hack into our system in, a, in the U.S.? Oh, my like, gosh. no!
0: <laughs> yeah, n- most people don't even know what a FISA court is. Which... I
1: don't know what a FISA court is.
0: Oh, Brett. Okay, so essentially a FISA court is, it's under the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, which I guess originally was enacted in 1978, but the powers of it were greatly expanded underneath the Patriot Act, and essentially, FISA exists outside of the regular judicial system we have in the United States, right? Where you're entitled to trial by jury, you know, innocent until proven guilty, proper due process of law. Yeah. With the FISA court, they can issue warrants and subpoenas without anybody ever knowing about it. And if you are considered a threat to the United States government, Dude, you lose all those rights in that's a FISA That's stupid.
1: Court. That's stupid. That's like a loophole into saying... How do we not follow the rules that we've been that we, that we were founded on? Oh, let's just make some bullshit up and call it a FISA well, court,
0: and that's this whole war on terrorism, right? Because when you're at war with a yeah, specific, thanks 9 when you're at war with a specific group of people or a country, you have to still abide by a lot of that due process of law, human rights, all that stuff. But when you're at war with an idea, it changes yeah, things. It
1: can be it can be whatever you want it to be.
0: Correct. And thus, we have FISA courts.
1: That's stupid. Hope you
0: learned something there. I did. (laughs) Everybody listening, I hope you learned something there. FISA
1: court is just so they can do whatever they want. Correct.
0: So if anyone or anything is deemed a national security risk, they can go and get a subpoena or a warrant from a FISA court without following the normal due process of law. And you can get tried in a FISA court.
1: Now, how hard is it to do that? To deem somebody that to, uh,
0: incredibly how, simple with the extended to, powers of the Patriot Act,
1: I'm trying to think of how to say this like, how hard is it to bring up a FISA court? Like, there, there, to there do, has to be hurdles, right?
0: All has to be proven is that you are a threat, a domestic or foreign threat to yeah, the United States government, and is how hard is That's why anytime. That. We're probably getting into conspiracy theory territory here, although it's true, which was proven. How with hard is X it to prove score. that though? You're a- I'm not an intelligence person. You're asking okay. the wrong person. All I know I'm... is there are keywords out there that, anytime they are used on the internet, <clears throat> it is tracked and sent hey, to an NSA database. I mean,
1: some of the stuff we've said, we should go to the Pfizer Corp. So.
0: Yeah, but they really look (laughs) into your history. and and, I mean, they have technology and capabilities to look into your history as a person that we will never know. Yep. So, yeah. Which, again, interesting how we have all of the surveillance technology at our disposal in the United States. But even so, how do we have all of these surveillance tools and surveillance capability, but yet... That was missed.
1: Hmm. That wasn't missed. <laughs>
0: that's what. That's my point.
1: Yeah. I, 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 All right.
0: I, I, we've we've gone way we've gone way too deep in this tangent. We gotta we're 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 at fifty minutes. We gotta start getting through this and wrap things up. Next movie, um, which I also suggest you watch, Brent, if you haven't, Minority Report, uh, two thousand two. Tom Cruise stars in it and it was directed by Steven Spielberg. I don't want to go into the whole plot of it because we don't have time. But it's set in the not-too-distant future. Tom Cruise is a cop, and it's very technological, all this stuff. But I think one of the things that Minority Report got right was personalized advertisements. And this is something, of course, all of us expect now in 2021, where we talk about anything or search for something on the internet, all of a sudden we get a Facebook ad or Google ad for it. Well, in Minority Report, the character's online shopping habits are actually tracked by computers and phones to the point where something someone randomly talked about later manifests itself in like a visual ad in a mall and there's actually a scene where tom cruise like walks up to a gap and there's a personalized ad for yeah. him there so they got that right and they also predicted i think interactive interfaces because i remember in the movie that they could manipulate tech by tapping and swiping just with their hands which we can do that now like, of course, you have the, the Kinect technology for Xbox and other motion tracking technology and different things. So I think Minority Report was was spot on in a lot of different areas. Yeah. Definitely go watch it if you haven't seen it. And the last one I wanted to touch on here, which we both have seen, is Ex Machina, Ex Machina or Machina?
1: It's Ex Machina.
0: Ex Machina from 2014, directed by Alex Garland. Also, I think, in my list of top 10 favorite movies. And again... If you haven't seen it, give it a watch. I think this was one of the most accurate depictions of the capability of true artificial general intelligence, if we ever created it.
1: It's so creepy how the one kills him.
0: Well, that's that's my point though, because the whole movie is essentially Yeah. Is the Turing test played out in the movie in a dramatic and emotional way. I think similar to how the same exercise could be played out in the real world. Like if we were trying to perform the Turing test on an AGI we create. Yeah. I feel like it may happen similarly, maybe not in the basement of some crazy tech entrepreneurs home, but I feel like the dynamics that they show in the movie would be incredibly similar. Of course, artificial general intelligence. We don't have the capability yet. We may not ever have the capability to create a true AGI, yeah. Maybe sometime within the next hundred years or sooner. I guess all depends on how quickly technology moves and if we ever understand consciousness. But aside from no,
1: that. No. You know, after dealing with all this uh, voice assistant stuff for the past two years, uh, I give it 200 years. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just, you know, I don't think we're going to be have a human being walking around talking like us for a long time. Long time. So. Probably not. No. Definitely not.
0: And actually, when I interviewed Dr. Steve Schwartz several weeks ago, he's very much on the side of we'll never actually get there, which it makes sense because if we don't fully understand our intelligence, our consciousness, exactly, how are we supposed to create that?
1: We would have to make an exact replica of our own brain and how it operates and works. And we don't even know how to do that. We don't even know our own brain.
0: I was going to say, we don't even fully understand the human brain.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, unless we can get, unless we can create an artificial intelligence, intelligent enough to create itself, and then it exponentially grows, and keeps creating itself and replicating itself, to the point where it's perfect and can pass the tiering test, that's the only way I can see it.
0: Now that's a super intelligent AGI, and that's a whole different, whole different ballgame. Yeah. But... Ex Machina, really good movie. One of my favorites. I think the acting is excellent. You have uh, Domhnall Gleason, who was in the new Star Wars movies, and Oscar Isaac. Oh, him. he's the uh, Harry Potter,
1: yeah. uh, Ron's brother, right?
0: Yes, he's Bill, Bill. in Bill. the Harry Potter movie. Yep. Yeah. Well, and he was also General, what's his face, in the new Star Wars movies.
1: I don't, I, did, was there Star Wars movies past the sixth one? I don't recall.
0: <laughs> Not getting into that, okay. <laughs> but go watch Ex Machina if you haven't. I think if you really want a a Hollywood perspective on trying to understand what a true artificially of a true intelligent machine is like, and trying to determine if it is human level intelligence, it's a great movie to do that. Okay. But those are all the movies I wanted to talk about. Hopefully Perfect. that gave you some perspective on on Hollywood and, and, and what they like to predict. And truthfully, we'll probably start having movies in the near future predicting life on Mars, which we already have. They've already had movies yeah. like Matt Damon, The Martian. There was that um, movie, I think, called the, the Space Between Us. And it was that kid who grew up in the Mars colony and fell one in with, love with a girl back on Earth.
1: One that comes to my mind is the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I forgot the name of it, though. Total Recall or something.
0: Yeah, total recall. I actually saw that in a couple of the lists I was yep. referencing for for this episode. Yep, total recall is what really they did. They redid it. that with Colin Farrell, I think, in the late two thousands. It was horrible. They should have just left it alone.
1: <laughs> yeah, the companies were making money off of people using oxygen on Mars, but they've had a they had a button the whole time to um what do you call it when you they had a button to terraform Mars and have it be just like Earth, but they wanted to make money off of people using the oxygen on the planet, oh, so okay. they kept people from pressing the button.
0: I've actually never seen the original Total Recall with Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. it's
1: all about like money and power and not terraforming Mars because they want to make money off of, you know, when it's pre-terraformed. Of course. Yeah. What
0: else would we expect from human beings? Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. Thank you all, as always, yep. for tuning in to this episode of The Artificial Podcast. Thank you for listening to us. Yep. Uh, anywhere that you're listening to this podcast, we syndicate with so many different podcast platforms. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you as well. Reminders, of course, smash the subscribe button on YouTube and click the bell for notifications so you always know when we post a new episode. If you enjoy listening to the artificial podcast and want to continue supporting us as we create this fantastic content for y'all to listen to consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. You can find a link to that on the artificial podcast website. And if you want to meet some of your fellow artificial podcasters, get up to date communications on new episodes and really just join our discussion on technology, merging technology, join our discord community. By heading over to our website, you can find a link there. Also, a link in our notes. We also include a link tree that has the Discord community. Make sure also to follow The Artificial Podcast on Facebook and Twitter by searching for The Artificial P. Anything I missed there, Brett?
1: Hmm? Nope, you're good to go.
0: All right. Well, thank you all again. This was fun, and we'll be back soon. See you later. Intelligent Intelligence. voice recognition. Machine You've been listening to the Artificial Podcast with your host Nick Myers. Nick Myers.
1: To stay up to date with all of our latest episodes, you can subscribe on YouTube,
0: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts, or you can visit us on the web at www.theartificialpodcast.com. Until next time,